the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions and anything else that's on your heart. All you have to do is call us. Let me get the phone numbers and the information out of the way, and we'll get right to the program. You can call area code 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email your questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send them in uh, using that. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit call now. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, you all know that this is Friday, but for us, it's Thursday. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to do a, a date day edition show today. Yesterday, Paul and I were here. We were talking into our microphones, and suddenly it became evident no one was able to hear us. So we had some real glitches here yesterday. We hope we got those all out of the way. But I wanted to have Paula back because, well, she's my wife and I love her. And she's especially cute today. Thank you so much. So welcome to the program. Thank you. It feels so weird because I was at home saying to myself, okay, don't forget, you got to go to the studio. And then I get (laughs) real busy, you know, and since I'm, of age now where I forget stuff. It's like, okay, don't forget you have to go to the studio. And then I, would, I went to, to the store, and I'm shopping, and I was just kind of meandering up and down the rows, and I said, ooh, hey, don't forget you got to go to the studio. <laughs> so you need to get in the car, go home, get this stuff unpacked so you can get over there. Well, even though it's a date day show, we'll take regular questions, anything that's on your heart. So, um, ladies, again, this is a, a day where uh, Paul is here to encourage you as well. So we'd love to have your calls uh, and or your questions. Uh, I know yesterday you wanted to start off by reminding everybody about the retreat. Yes, sir. And invite people to the retreat. So That's let's right. do that before we forget. Okay, yep. A week from yesterday, it's already here, <laughs> um, is our annual women's retreat. And for those of you who are going, I'm so excited for you and me um, because it's going to be a great time. It always is when Jesus asks us out on a date and we accept the invitation and we go expectantly um, to receive all that he has for us, the, the encouragement, the correction, the redirection, and, and fun because, you know, I'm going to do Zumba. Probably not boot camp this year because we have Zumba. But I might do both. You never know. But uh, some of the other ladies will be going on the, what's it called? The zip, zip line and a rock wall. 
So you don't go into Rockwell. No, I'm not doing those things, you know, because I'm, I'm of that age where you hurt something. It takes a long <laughs> time to recover. Yeah, I was thinking more <laughs> selfishly, Paul. I was thinking if you fall off the Rockwell and get hurt, uh-huh. what's going to happen to me? No, who's going to take care of me? That is selfish. Yeah, I know. but I would make sure somebody took care of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, well, I took care of my own broken leg or something, but that's okay, baby. I still love you. Um, but our women's retreat theme is All Glory to God. And, um, you know, in it's, it's Psalm 104, verse 31, where it says, May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. And it's every time we go to the retreat, the main theme, like you guys, Just Be With Jesus, our main theme is Jesus loves you so much. And so he takes pleasure in all he has made. And he... It, in Psalm 104, it's talking about, um, you know, the trees, the plants, the water, the even the Leviathan, the, the big fish in the ocean that swim around. But we get to enjoy all of that, you know. And then, of course, the best thing he ever did was to make you and me uh, people. And so, uh, yeah, but he takes pleasure in all he has made. He loves us. And so I think I love saying that just like you. Jesus loves you. More than, you know, that's the saying I want to relay more than anything else. So, um, well, well, Paul, give us some details. And, and uh, it's not too late to sign up. If anybody in the radio audience wants to go, you're more than welcome to join us. Mm-hmm. We keep it as inexpensive as we possibly can. Yep, yep. Um, all ladies, um, age, well, senior in high school to however age you are right now <laughs> you're you're free to come please join us um the dates are march 7th through the 9th which is next thursday evening um until saturday at noon we're finished and we get in our cars a lot of us go out to eat one more time before we come home <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we're usually back in town home by three uh but yeah uh, it's a hundred ten dollars and that's uh, four meals, two nights of stay, all the uh, snacks and stuff that the ladies buy and all the little goodies and trinkets that they give us is included in all of that price. Um, uh, you know, a booklet that helps you to stay um, in line with the teachings and so you can take notes in the program. Oh, it's just it's just, just a really, really wonderful time. And so... Um, Please come. And I did order some extra shirts just in case. <laughs> and so um, until they run out, we do have some extra shirts. Well, we'd love to have you join us if you're out there thinking, well, I don't know anybody. I'd be uncomfortable. I promise you, you'll only be a stranger for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Jesus, and he's the one who's invited you on the date. Yeah. It's always good to get away, spend some time with Jesus, uh, leave your cell phone in your room, and and just mm-hmm. listen to what the Lord has to say to you. And then as you kind of spend some quiet time with the Lord uh, following uh, following the Bible studies, I promise you he'll meet you. He'll answer questions that you've been uh, waiting for answers to. Um, uh, this is just uh, these kinds of retreats are sort of life changing events if you if you go there with the right heart and by faith expecting to hear from the Lord. So uh this coming Thursday, the the first session I think is at seven or at eight? We actually six forty five. Oh six forty five. And uh uh and then uh, all day Friday and Saturday morning you will have a blast. Mm-hmm. And one other thing, so that you're not a stranger completely, we have church tonight at seven. We have church Sunday morning at 8.30, 10.15, and 11.59. We have 11.59, so we can say three Sunday morning services. And then uh, Monday night, we have men and women's study. We had a lady who, who's going to come to the retreat come on a Monday night so she could um, kind of introduce herself. And so we're looking forward to that. And then even next Wednesday. Um, and so you have several opportunities to come. You can register when you get here. Um, instead of online, you can register online, of course, at calvarysa.com. But if you come here, um, I'm at every, I'm, I'm here all the time. And so you will not be a stranger to me.
So please come. And I think I mentioned this uh, on an earlier program, but we got a surprise. You know, every year we invite our daughters-in-law. They live in California, Mm -hmm. and one of them texted you back and said, let's do it. Let's do it. I was like, really? (laughs) Okay. So uh, we we would ask everybody to pray for our daughter-in-law, Lori. She's coming. We love her with all of our hearts, and she's a great, great young woman. Um, but we, we just want her to fall in love with Jesus. So mm-hmm. uh, if you could keep Lori in your prayers, that would be great. Also, one other milestone in our lives today, it is our first oh son's birthday. Yeah, Ronnie, who looks just like you yeah. and acts just like me, yeah. <laughs> uh, he turns 46 today. Yeah, Amazing. I remember that day. Like... <laughs> Very quickly, tell the story the day was born. Okay. Well, of course, you know, uh, been pregnant for a while, and I was out there doing jumping jacks and all kind of things, trying to help him to come along because I wanted to hurry up and meet him. You know, it wasn't so much that I was tired of being pregnant; I was just excited. I wanted to see, you know, who this who this child was going to be. And so, you know, they had told us, you know, get yourself ready. Your water's going to break probably at the most inopportune time. And so I remember having the the mattress covered with the plastic and all that stuff. So I was ready. And so, yep, my water broke in bed. It was like 6.30 in the morning. And so I get up because, you know, it's still me. I'm not going to the hospital all yucky, so I'm going to take a shower, (laughs) wash my hair, you know, put on a little makeup or whatever. And uh, so I'm in the restroom, and you're out there knocking on the door like, let me in. It's my baby, too. We got to go to the hospital. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> not, not, yeah, I'm not ready. Um, and then, then I fell back asleep. Then <laughs> you fell back asleep. Early in the morning. Yeah. And so uh, we got to the hospital, I guess, around 9.30. And, the, you know, the doctor's like, hello. <laughs> How long you been in this distress? And I was like, it's not too awful. But, yeah, Ronnie was born a couple of hours later. And, uh, you know, 1972 was a leap year. Yeah. And so we were kind of hoping he'd come on February 29th. Yeah. And he held off till March the 1st yeah. at like 6.30 in the morning. No, it was uh, 2.52, actually. No, but I mean when your water broke. Oh, when my water broke. Yes, yes, yes. On <gasps> March 1st. Yeah, that's right. 6.30 so. in the morning. And then we got to the hospital and he was born at 2.52 on March 1st. And, uh, yeah, well, part of my testimony is neither one of us were saved at that time. And, you know, that night, you know, we're all excited. We have a boy. But they had rushed you out of the the delivery room. Now, back then, um, uh, and this is uh, will seem strange to people today, but they were just beginning to allow dads yeah. into the delivery and labor room. Uh-huh. And so uh, it wasn't like in the in the room where you where you end up staying. It was a the, the delivery and labor mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. And so they put me all up in robes and masks and hats and mm-hmm. and so I'm in there and I don't know what's going to happen because I'm just thinking am I going to get queasy what's going to so we're kids having a baby uh-huh. and uh, all of a sudden they, they they tell me the baby's coming he's coming pushing you were making the worst noises yeah and um, as soon as they saw him I'm standing there with this still dumb, shocked look on my face. Uh-huh. As soon as they saw him, they knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And they they forcibly pushed me out of the room. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, what's going on? What's going on? And and it's one of the strangest feelings I've ever had because, again, I, I my church knows this, and you know this, Paula, but mm-hmm. I, I'm really logical. Things make sense to me. And yes, this you are sense. logical, yeah. crazy to a fault. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in this particular case, I'm thinking, I'm out there knowing something's wrong. You're in there with the doctors. Uh, and and I'm thinking, well, this shouldn't bother me. I, I don't. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. just a, a baby. But I've never held him, and mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. no connection. Mm-hmm. And yet, my heart was broken, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand. It. I was trying to understand it. And and back then, they just treated the dad like a a stepchild <laughs> because it was just uh, there's no information, no anything coming. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and they leave you in there, so you can pick up the story from there. Yeah, and and they're they're smacking his little rear, you know, trying to get him to cry and stuff, and he just wasn't going to cooperate. And uh, I don't, he, I heard a little bit of a whimper, but that was it, and they well, took I, him. I want you to tell the rest of her. We got a caller. Okay. 
Um, and uh, my screen is black. We got uh, Ruben from Seguin. Hi, Ruben. Good to hear from you. God bless you, Pastor Ron. And how, how are you doing this afternoon? We're doing well. Thank You're you. Good. Thank you, baby. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that a uh, uh, doctor has released me to, to drive. So oh, good. Yeah, so now <laughs> things are looking up. Things are looking up, and um, now I just got to get my car fixed because <laughs> it's been there for a couple of months. And so uh, the battery died, and now I got to buy a brand new battery. It's like $169. I'm like, oh my God, but that's okay. I'm not complaining. I'm praising God. I'm just praising God. And, you know, I just have a couple of things, and I, and I, wait, I'm, I need to hurry up and, and, and do this because I know you got okay. other callers calling in. Um, first of all, uh, last night, you know, I did something that I know I shouldn't have done, and I know I sinned against God, and and uh, I immediately stopped, and uh, I asked God to forgive me, and I know that He forgave me, and I know that you know He's not going to hold it against me. I know that He throws it in the sea of forgetfulness and. The enemy is the only one that wants to throw it up in my face. So mm-hmm. um, that's correct, right? That That is correct, right? Once I confess my sin and just turn away from it and say, Lord, I'm sorry I did it, I, I you know, it's something that I had been struggling with for years and I thought I had, I had let it go, but I don't know how it popped back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too embarrassed to say what it is, but I don't Th- know. That's all right, Ruben. You know what? Just, just uh, if, if you really hated it, and you said you're sorry, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the promise of Romans uh, eight one, and and First John one nine says all you have to do is confess your sins, and He is faithful to forgive you and purify you from all unrighteousness. And there's no value in letting the devil condemn you because we feel bad about something that God's already forgiven and forgotten. So you understand it perfectly. Just just walk with Jesus now, and don't worry about what you did yesterday. That legalism that I need to get out of. That's why I you want bet. to go to your church and learn more. Okay, two quick things. Two quick things. If you can explain to me this, because I, I, I still don't quite understand when Jesus. Okay, Jesus and God, they're the same. Correct. Well, they're 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 the same but different, distinct personalities. Okay, so, okay, um, I'm going to ask you this question, and uh, I don't have a radio, so I'm going to hold on the phone if you don't mind. I'm asking you this, okay. these two questions right quick. When Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying to the mm-hmm. Father, you know, because right. we, we were taught, because we were brought up in a legalistic belief that he was praying basically to himself. And then when he was on the cross and he said, Father, Father, forgive them for they know what, know not what they do, uh, he was praying to himself. You know, because, because, of course, to what we were taught, we were taught that he was one, they were both the same person. So could you explain that interaction to me? And then also, just really quick, if you can, like I told you, I've been reading through the book, uh, through the Bible, and I've already finished First Samuel. But I have a question on First Samuel 28, where Saul uh, meets the witch at, uh, at, at Indoor? Indoor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I, you know, all of that, because it says that Samuel came forth, and I'm wondering, yes. well, if, if, that was, if that's witchcraft or whatever, how was it possible that God allowed Samuel to come back out and speak to Saul? And I'm going to stay okay. on the line if you don't mind, because... Thank I'm you, Ruben. We, we can do that. Let me answer the second question first, because it's the easiest one. Um, when, when Samuel appeared, the witch of Endor was the most surprised person on planet Earth that day. She knows that she was a, a sorcerer, sorceress. She knew that that she was making a living uh, by 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 deceiving people. And when Samuel really showed up, she was shocked and and she was busted. Now, why would God honor witchcraft? He wasn't honoring witchcraft. If you remember what. Samuel delivered. The message Samuel delivered was a message of judgment and condemnation. So God simply allowed Samuel's spirit at that moment to come and pronounce judgment. That was a a word from God. It really was Samuel's spirit. It was a word from judgment. And the next day they would die. And that was the the message. So it was just just a, a unique way of God using what was intended for evil 
to pronounce judgment on King Saul, who by that time was completely apostate. So uh, that was pretty easy. The the other one, um, Reuben, um, you know, they always say if you talk to yourself, uh, that's normal. If you answer yourself, that's <laughs> kind of insanity. Uh, Jesus didn't answer himself uh, when he prayed to his father. Many occasions the father would answer. Um, in this particular case, um, uh, whether it was on the cross or whether it was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was having conversation. Father, if there's any way this cup can pass from me, the, the obvious answer, he prayed three times, the obvious answer is that three times the Father said no, and Jesus said, um, um, thy will, not my will be done. So here's the, 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 the mystery of the Trinity. Um, the Father, Son, and Spirit, three distinct persons, but one God. All three are fully God. Jesus happened to also be fully human. And so he was talking to his father in heaven. Now, you apparently come from a oneness background, which would be both doctrinally wrong and legalistic. So uh, I have a, a little bit better understanding, Reuben, of where you're coming from. Um, but, but that's saying that Jesus is the Father, Jesus is the Son, Jesus is the Holy Spirit. But that's a heretical teaching. Jesus is Jesus, the eternal Son of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit who is God. And the Father, of course, uh, is the Father uh, that we, we encounter from Genesis chapter 1 forward through the Scriptures. But they're the same God, same attributes, same characteristics, but three distinct persons. They have three distinct ministries or missions the Father sent the Son to reveal the Father. Um, the Son, uh, having revealed the Father, sent the Holy Spirit when he was dying uh, to testify of him. And uh, so the conversation, uh, the perfect unity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is set before us in scriptures. Now, uh, from a human perspective, those are hard things to understand. But God is um, infinitely greater than we can imagine. And in this particular case, Reuben, it was Jesus talking to his father in all those times when he would go out on the mountains to pray all night long. He was praying to his father. His father would answer, for example, with the names of those that he was going to appoint as disciples, those who would become apostles. So that was the case. Thank you, Reuben, very, very much. Let's go to another call. Who is it? We've got uh, Doug on line two from San Antonio. Doug, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, Pastor, uh, Matthew 18.6 says, Woe to those who cause one of these little ones to stumble who believe in me. It would be better for them to have a millstone around their neck and drown in the sea. You've got a lot of talk on the sex trafficking in the past 72 hours. They should not only close shop, but free the women and prosecute the traffickers. There's a site on this, Daniel Sattel, S-I-T. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doug, yeah. Doug, we're going to cut you off, Doug. Come on, man. Um, you, you know... Um, Doug, your, your, your integrity is, um, needs a lot of work. We've asked you not to call. We've asked you not to promote your agenda. This is a program about Jesus, about the Word of God. So thank you very much. Is somebody else holding? Okay. So, Reuben, I hope you got your answers. And, Doug, don't waste your time uh, calling any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited with what's going on with Reuben. Um, you know, I've been in Ephesians. And in Chapter 4... Um, Starting in verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets. Of course, we know that foundation has been laid and there are no more today. But the evangelists and the pastors and teachers and their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part's does its own special work. It helps the other parts, like Reuben and like me, grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And and I can say that because 
Reuben, you said that the Lord has had you reading his word and reading his word because I think the last time you called, you had said, or a couple times before, that you hadn't really been in your Bible that much. And that's what the false teachers count on, that we're not in our word, so we don't have the discernment that we need. So when we hear something false, we don't ask questions. We just accept it as fact. And the fact that um, this radio program in particular, not just this one, but this one, because we have Pastor Ron who's teaching us, um, says all the time, be in the word. Be in the word. Even check out what he says. But by being in the word, we can hear from Jesus. And those questions that you now have are being answered. And so, praise the Lord. Curiosity is a great sign of of giftedness uh, as well, Paula. And uh, when people start asking questions and there's things they don't understand, they dig in and get answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, God really honors it. That's really an exciting time. Mm-hmm. So. It really is. Well, we don't have time for you to tell the story, so we we'll have to wait to the other side of the break to okay. finish the, the Ronnie's birth story. And then I know you've got some things on your heart as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll catch up to those on the other side of the break. Um, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions for the second half of the program. Uh, that's area code two one zero three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. You're listening to the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. We will be back on the other side of the break, and we'd love to hear your calls. We'll see you in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. In case you're confused uh, and you think, well, wait a minute, this isn't Thursday, it's Friday. Well, this is the Thursday show on Friday because of some technical glitches that we had yesterday. And I knew Paula had a lot of stuff that she wanted to talk about. So 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. We have a caller. Vita on line one. Vita, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Vita, are you there? Oh, I think Vita just got disconnected. Vita, if you're listening, you can call back. The lines are wide open. Paula, finish your story while we're waiting for okay, you so or anybody else. We got this brand new baby. You know, I'm a kid having a kid, scared to death, and then he doesn't cry, and they're over there trying to get him to cry, and little whimper, and you're out the room now, and I, I guess I'm doing okay, but I'm like, what's going on with my baby? What's going on with my baby? You weren't even 20 years old. Oof. I was, you just robbed the cradle. That's all that was. <laughs> and so um, later that night, you know, you've already gone home. They said, you go home. He's going to be fine. Well, anyway, you're gone. And I'm in my room. And remember, at this time, neither one of us are Christians. And I hear this over the loudspeaker, pulmonary therapy stat, pulmonary therapy stat. And I just immediately knew that it was our baby. Now, he was not the only one. He was the first boy. There were 12 girls and then this, our boy. And the nurses. In the nursery. Were, in the nursery. They were so excited. We finally got us a boy. We got a boy. But pulmonary, ther- pulmonary therapy stat, you know. And so all this hustle and bustle, you can feel it happening. And then the nurse started coming into my room saying, uh, it is your baby, and we need you to sign here for us to do this test and sign here for this other test. And I said, would you please call my husband because <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. I'm thinking, I can't take this by myself. And, and But they were like, well, there's no sense in upsetting him. I was like, <laughs> rather him than me. We're together in this, you know. And But they still refused to call you. So they came in one more time to ask me to sign papers for another test. I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm not saved, but you know how you are. When you need something, God is real. Yeah. And um, I began praying 
Jesus, God, Lord, whoever you are, you know, um, save my baby, save my baby. And as I'm laying there, because I had to be flat on my back, because they had given me a spinal. And um, the shadow from the lights and the hallway and everything made just a perfect cross over my bed as I'm looking up. And I kind of took that as a sign, you know, that's what (laughs) unbelievers do too, that God had heard my prayer. And um, they came in uh, later to say, you know, he's breathing fine. Um, A nurse named Mary, and I was sitting there, and um, she, she took care of him, and he was blue, but she caught it just in time, and, you know, He's he's okay. Well, the next morning you come, and so I want to go down to the nursery, you and me together, to meet this Mary and see our baby. So I get there, and I'm, you know, I'm asking for this nurse who came into my room named Mary, and they're like, "Well, pardon me, excuse me." They kind of look at me like I lost my mind. We don't have a nurse named Mary. I'm like, no, yes, you do, because she came into my room and she told me that my baby was going to be okay. We don't have a nurse named Mary last night or today who works in this area. Okay. I was like, that had to be like an angel from the Lord who just was telling me that Ronnie was going to be okay. And he was. But, yeah, even the Lord is so good. You know, he he loves us, and he just, he'll use whatever to get our attention. Um, but the, almost the death of our, our child is what got my attention. Now, I didn't get saved right then and there, but he has used that, and I've told this story many times over the years, um, that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And he was with me all along, knowing that day when I was going to say, Jesus, please, you know, be my Lord, be my Savior. And today that baby's 46. Wow. Unreal. When did we get old? Yesterday. <laughs> it just happened. Today, actually, when he turned 46. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Okay, well, if you can remember all the way back to yesterday, what's on your heart? What did you want to talk about for your program yesterday that we're now doing on Friday? <laughs> okay, Pastor, I have a question for you. When you don't feel like serving God what's what's your like your routine what do you do because i know there has to be some days because i know there has to be some days when you're like man i don't feel like going to church either and i have to say but pastor ron you're the pastor (laughs) get in the car you got to go to church man i was hoping you'd forget that forget that that was the question you were going to (laughs) ask You know, honestly, and I, I don't, I don't, um, I'm, I'm not answering this way to sound super spiritual, but there, there never has been a time when I didn't want to go. There's never been a time when, when I thought I should be doing something else. Um, obviously, there's times physically you don't feel well. Um, the last year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. we, we've experienced that. Um, um, but but there's never been a time when I was just in a bad mood or or uh, I wasn't right with God and didn't want to go. Uh, you know, it's just I think the key, Paula, to my walk with the Lord has always been the same thing. I realized from the very beginning, and I mean the very moment I gave my heart to Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and this is just a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that He gave the orders, I followed them, and I didn't have a choice in the matter. And I think part of the problem that we have tonight in Hebrews chapter 4, and we'll be talking about rest and why uh, so, so many Christians don't enjoy the rest of God, the peace of God. And I think a lot of it is focused on the fact that we actually think we have a chance or a choice, rather, mm-hmm. when it comes to being obedient. And for me, it's just never, uh, you know, if somebody called and said, uh, 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 Pastor Ryan, I got the best Spurs game of the of the year, and I got tickets right on the floor. Uh, you want to go tonight? I'd say no. I got a Bible study to do. Mm-hmm. It, it's not one of those things where I would ever even consider doing something else. Uh, so I I think for me to answer your question directly, uh, I've never had that moment. Now uh, I have had moments when my heart has been broken, and um, I didn't feel like I could adequately serve, and God always shows up. 
Um, there was uh, one time in our in our years here uh, at Calvary Chapel where um, some people tried to divide the church over our free school. Mm-hmm. They they thought that was kind of a silly ministry for a church, and and so a group of about forty or fifty of them and. And and this is when we had a church of maybe 200 people. So uh, it was it was uh, one of the, the the most painful things I've ever been through. And there were times when I thought, look, I don't want to be out there looking into the eyes of people who are looking at me saying, I don't want to hear anything he has to say, kind of thing. So, I mean, there's times when it's not been been fun, mm-hmm. um, but but there's never been a moment, Paul, when I didn't want to do it or when I felt like I had a choice whether or not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the best answer I can give you for that. Okay. Yeah, I remember that time, too. And, yeah, you've been very faithful. You've, you've never told me once, you just go ahead. I, I don't want to go. You're not ever, ever. But I remember that time when it was uh, a Wednesday, and your, you guys at that time had your men's retreats on Thursdays. And so that was on a Wednesday. The next day was your men's retreat. And at that time, while you guys were at the men's retreat, on that Saturday was our women's luncheon. And I was the speaker at that luncheon. I remember, you know how that thing is in your throat and you can't hardly talk. And looking out at some of the ladies, they were just so shook up. And I remember the Lord saying to me, and I think you, maybe you had told me, even before you left for the retreat, when you when you talk to the ladies, you tell them, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. But that thing in my yeah. throat, because my heart was so broken. Uh, yeah, that was one of those times when, when I had to know that by faith because I didn't feel like we were going to be okay. Yeah. And um, it, it was just, you know, our church has always been so loving and such a, a tightly knit group. It didn't matter whether we were... 200 people back then or Mm -hmm. 1,200 people now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just this is a a place where people love each other and they're happy to be here. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time the enemy had had really gotten his his claws in. in. Yeah, because these were people. I mean, some of them had lived in the house with us for like months. And man, when you... You have that kind of close fellowship with people, that was really difficult. And yet... And just as it was tense for you at the women's luncheon that day, and and uh, uh, for me... The at whole the, weekend. At the whole uh, weekend at the retreat. Yeah. Because um, some of the people who were splitting the church were there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were trying to win people to their side kind of thing. It was just one of those things where you have to take your hand off. I, I think uh, that's been in our almost 24 years here, the single most difficult time to walk in the peace of the Lord. Yeah. In fact, I think you may have just given me an, an introduction for tonight's Bible study oh, okay. by bringing it up. Okay. So, well, praise God. Yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 you know, the promise of peace still stands. Mm-hmm. And we can choose day by day whether or not we're going to have that, that peace be real for us mm-hmm. or just sort of a, a carrot being dangled before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have a choice. We got to serve. Yeah. Feel good. Feel bad. Yeah. Uh, doing great. Not doing great. Yeah. Um, there's a job to be done. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I really believe that the greatest gift God has given me is that understanding from the very beginning. When I got saved all those years ago, 28 years ago now, mm-hmm. um, um, I, I knew two things when I got up off that street. I, I cried out for Paul as Jesus. It's the only thing I knew about Jesus. You you had somebody in your life that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I cried out for Paul as Jesus. And instantly he met me. And the two things I knew for sure, couldn't explain them, but I knew for sure, was I knew I was going to heaven. My sins had been forgiven. I, again, I, it made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why God would want me in heaven. Hmm. But uh, I knew I was forgiven. Uh, the second thing I knew instinctively uh, was that if this man had the authority to forgive me, then from that point forward in my life, he was the authority. Mm-hmm. Not the ultimate authority, not one authority, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. only authority in my life. And I knew at that point that uh, I no longer had a free will to do things my way. 
Uh, I could choose to sin. I could, and I messed up sometimes. But um, I knew that he was ultimately going to get his way. And my responsibility uh, was to live out uh, Paul writing to the church at Corinth, we're, we're not our own, we're bought with a price. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had to instantly let go of the fact that I had any control in my life mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was able to understand that, that very first moment of being a Christian. And it's uh, served me well over these years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the next thing on my list. Um, you know, the Lord has saved each one of us and he has predetermined what we are to do, which means that's his will. And in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us, this is the NLT, anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so even in every single day, could you say this all the time, what about me, what about today? And he knows all about today yesterday um and so what's coming to us um that we're able to do all the good things that he has planned for us long ago but our responsibility is to say okay jesus what about me what about today what do you have on your agenda that i'm supposed to do and the lord has told me for years now um when he asks, my answer is yes, whether it's his voice in particular or your voice and or like other pastor's wives who want me to come and speak for them. You know, I have to check with your calendar. But you know what? Every single time these people have asked me, it hasn't <laughs> interfered with your calendar at all. And so I'm to say yes. And um uh, just to be ready, you know, I can be organized and have my notes ready, but to be ready for whatever comes. And, and you've been telling me for years, when you go over there, Paula, remember, you're a servant. Yes, sir, Pastor Ron, I know that already. But sometimes knowing it when you go is different than when you get there and yeah. they ask different things of you yeah and and you know you uh, when when we go places we're, we're invited guests we're there um um as uh, to, to deliver messages and um you know often they will treat us special um and and that's when we have to remember we're a servant I don't have any problem remembering I'm a servant until somebody starts treating me like I'm important. Mm. And then, you know, I kind of like the way they treat me. So it's, I got to always remember I'm a servant. And, mm-hmm. and what I tell them is two things for me personally. I, I just say, I'll never speak one minute longer than you ask me to speak. Mm-hmm. You, you give me the time limit and that's what I'll do. And then the other, the other thing is, is um, uh, I, I make myself available to the people who are there. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm not a speaker who just um, hits and runs. But I, I mingle, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I know you do too. It's much easier for you than it is for me because you're really good with strangers. But um, uh, it, it's just that's who we are supposed to be. And as Christians, um, we've got to embrace that. You know, Paula, it's, it's so difficult to explain to humans, and we do it all the time in counseling. Um, but I'm in love with somebody else. You can't be. But I am. It's too late. No, no, no. You can't be. You're married. Mm -hmm. And that person might be married. So, Mm -hmm. no, the one you love Mm -hmm. is the one that you promised Jesus you would love. And, um, you know, we we, we wrestle with our emotions and we wrestle with temptation. And we've we've got to realize I just can't do this without directly rebelling against God. Mm -hmm. And um, that is really one of the keys to having real peace. Uh, in your daily walk with Lord, no matter what's going on around you. Yeah. We still got some time. If you have any questions or calls, three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. Paula. Okay. Um, you know what I was thinking too is this rest. You know that you're going to be talking about tonight. I went back today and I was listening to um, Wednesday's study on on looking up. I, I listened to it again today. 
<laughs> You're a glutton for punishment. Aren't you? <laughs> no, you know what? Um, because so many things are are going on around on this earth, this plane level, um, that I can get distracted. You know, I have a lot of stuff to get ready before I can go to the retreat, and so. All of these things are going on in my head. Oh, I can't forget that. Oh, I can't forget that. And then somebody will text me and say, well, did you do this? Oh, man, I'm so glad you reminded me kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, But that you can get your, you know, your focus off of Jesus and um, my rest becomes unrest. And so uh, listening to that again today was a reminder of Paula, look up. Jesus is not surprised by anything that you have to do. This is his date, after all. He's going to make it happen. Okay. And so I could, the trials and the pressure, I said, Jesus, you know how frail I am. My mind is not what it used to be. And even when I thought I had it all together, I really didn't. And so I am going to put all of this on your shoulders because you're wonderful, you're the counselor, you're the mighty God, you're the everlasting Father, you're the Prince of Peace, and I need peace right now, so <laughs> <laughs> please take over. Yeah, and he and he's he's good. But it was a good reminder, once again, to listen to that again. Good. Let's go to San Marcos and talk with Emily on line one. Emily, that is a beautiful name. I hope I'm saying it right. Yes, you are. I, I okay, missed you good. Yeah, it was just. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, I don't get a chance to hear the very first part of y'all's program, so I really missed y'all yesterday or day day. But anyway, I have yeah. a question. Last week you were talking about the new the new earth. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering. My husband was listening to that program with me at the same time. Well, when we die and we go to heaven, what will happen to that heaven? You know, Jesus is building our mansion. Yeah. Uh, Emily, a couple of things, and and, um, I I think I know where you're going here. A couple of things. One, a mansion is not a mansion like we see here. Um, The the, the imagery there is very striking uh, when Paul talks about that. Um, um, Our mansion is our new heavenly bodies. Uh, it's not like we're going to go to heaven and we're going to have a big mansion with um, lots of acreage and all of that. It's going to be infinitely greater than, than even that. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who trust in him. And so when we get to heaven, uh, we're going to go and we're going to have a, 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 a body. It's going to be a physical, glorified, resurrected body. But it's going to be a body fit for, for, for eternity, fit for heaven. Uh, you know, when I talk to the church about this, Emily, I always liken it to an airplane trip. You know, when we get in an airplane, we can't even fly. Uh, as soon as we take off, we can't do that until the cabin is pressurized because our bodies aren't equipped for 10,000 or 20,000 or 30 or 40,000 feet. Well, imagine when we go to heaven... So we have to have a body that's equipped for heaven. So that's the mansion that we're going to have. And um, um, when, when, when this earth is done, and we're going to see that take place at the end of the, the, the millennial reign of Christ on earth, this earth is done, it's going to just explode sort of, but, but we're going to be safe and in the presence of God. And then he's going to create a new earth, a new heaven as well, but a new earth that, that we, we've never even been able to imagine. I often think, Emily, what it's going to be like um, for us when we see that new earth for the first time, is it going to be what Adam saw? Is it going to be mm. even better? Are we going to look, this is so beautiful. We've never been able to, to even begin to conceptualize of, a, of, a, of an earth that's not stained by sin, that's not fallen in some way or another. So imagine what it's going to be like that day when we set foot on this new earth, having been with Jesus now for a thousand years, and we're going to see everything the way God originally intended to be absolutely perfect so the new heaven the new earth it's a completely new order of things and other than trying to give ourselves a headache trying to figure out what that is 
Uh, all we can do is know by faith that what God has ready for us is beyond our ability to comprehend. And I personally think, Emily, that I'm going to say a whole bunch and say, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact, Paula, that I'm going to be able to be on earth and say, I want to go see Jesus, go right to heaven mm-hmm. or or go to Jerusalem if Jesus mm-hmm. is hanging out there mm-hmm. and be with him in an instant. Mm-hmm. So our bodies, we know, are going to be like his glorified body. But beyond that, it's a mystery that we won't get answers to yeah. uh, until heaven. Yeah. You know, I, I think of that sometimes because you know how there's been some traveling I've done. And when you see places that have like waterfalls, you know, just beautiful waterfalls. I think of that as being in in the heaven where I'll be going anyway. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I love palm trees. And they'll not have those fronds that ever die and have to be cut down. They'll just be lush all the time. And then here's another thing that I'm sure is going to be in heaven for me. Apricot, apricot trees and the, the fruit never gets mushy and falls off the trees. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then, of course, the no things, there's not going to be scorpions or fire ants and mosquitoes. So that's not heaven for me. So, um, but yeah, just there's been some places where it's just like your mouth just falls open. It's so beautiful, the waterfalls. Remember, I said it's a completely new order of things. Yeah, so. It might be that mosquitoes are like the most magnificent thing we've ever seen. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, so. I'll have to recant. We can't even, con- <laughs> yeah, we can't even conceptualize. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I was disappointed as a young Christian because um, there's going to be no more sea, no more ocean. I'm a, I'm a beach freak. I love the beach. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you won't miss it. Yeah, I won't, won't miss, miss it there. It. But I thought back then when I was a young Christian, that I went, Mm-mm. what do you mean? No surfing in, mm-hmm. in heaven mm-hmm. on the new earth? So. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to be married to Pastor Ron. What? <laughs> so we're almost done with the show. So if you are a lady, 18 and up, um, please come to our retreat. You will be so sorry if you don't, but you will be thrilled if you do. CalvarySA.com. Register. You've been listening to the Thursday show on Friday because of our <laughs> technical issues. May the Lord bless you and keep you have a great week in church. It's communion here at Calvary Chapel. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.